Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm Weary Rider. Uh, also joining us is Evgeny. Hi, I'm Argent, and I successfully returned from Jordan Con, where I had a lot of fun, and we'll do a, a quick recap in a moment. But yep. I do have something to show you, dear. Yeah, yeah. Well, dear listeners, I have nothing to show to you because my thing is showing not anyway your what your viewers. thing is showing not what it's always like it's called show and tell for a reason not show yeah, yeah, yeah. not and tell yeah so so, so lis- listeners i can't show you the thing but i can tell you a thing and viewers i can do the full gradient of the show and tell for you like you just okay so here's the thing <laughs> <laughs> That that is pretty great. You drew yeah, a maybe. mustache. Amazing. On no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're glitching. Oh. We're glitching. Anyway, it's going into the spiritual realm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, an attendee of of the con uh, by the name of Joy uh, printed a few of these faces <laughs> uh, of Brandon. More than a few. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. And so they're, they're they're fans. So like, I can I can fan myself with with Brandon because I'm a Brandon fan. Uh, no, I think that's the Brandon fan. Well, <laughs> well yeah, but uh, watch this be the one episode Brandon actually listens to. <laughs> and then he go like, Evgeny would say stupid things like that. That sounds. I sounds mean, about to, right. to to be fair, this is on brand both for me and for Brandon. So that's true. That's true. Um, and so I gave I gave him the thing to sign, and he he decided to oh because. I didn't choose a quote for the personalization, and he was like, "Oh, what should I do? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give myself a mustache. <laughs> oh, what's gonna, I'll do an evil one. So evil Brandon from the Mirror Universe <laughs> <laughs> raffles all the listeners are gonna be so confused. Oh yeah, they're super confused. It's like a Brandon fan. What? It's like yeah, no, it is, it is. Click on the YouTube video, you'll see. Also joining us is Jesse. Hi. Hello, I'm Lady Lameness, and I would like it on the record that Eric still owes me brownies. That's true. Uh, That's true. I do. And said he will make them next week. But by the time uh, we this episode's out, you will have brownies. I I am looking forward to it. I I do very much like brownies. I also uh, come bearing gifts of Jordan Con swag, though I'm not sure if I can beat a Brandon fan. Uh, mostly because I'm very small and not very strong, so I wouldn't want to try. But uh, I have a couple of things. First off, is this amazing badge with all of these stickers, and I am very, very pleased with it. Uh, uh, and I, people kept saying, like, wow, you've got so many stickers for a new person. I'm like, people just keep giving them to me. <laughs> it's, it's great. Ribbons. I love it. It's ribbons and uh, stickers. Well, there's um, some stickers, yeah, too. Sorry. Well, there are yes. stickers too. Yeah, Most but uh, the, the My Little Pony. I just want to courtesy of me. Yes, this is from Kavith, <laughs> and I just want to highlight this one here because Otto made these and sent them to us, and uh, I got rid of them in like three hours, three four hours. Like yeah. they're, they're all gone. Yeah, Everyone yeah, yeah. really, really liked those stickers. Uh, those actually are stickers. That. It was amusing when people were like, what's Vax? And it's like, okay, okay, so it's not about vaccines. 
I had to start going up to people and be like, would you like a Cosmia Vax or vaccine vax sticker? <laughs> and I don't think people understood, but they're like, okay. Uh, and also I, I sort of have this tradition of getting my badge, th- this thing, whatever this badge, top thing yep. is, badge, signed, because uh, I never know what to get signed at things. So I uh, bullied all of Dragonsteel <laughs> into signing it. So I've got like Isaac, Howard, Peter, Karen, Brandon, uh, and like a fool, I put my username in the main name <laughs> slot, whereas everyone else was like, this is my name. And I'm like, well, okay, then I guess this is my name. Is um, Evgeny frozen? And then, I, I think I'm frozen in a, in a magnificent, <laughs> in a magnificent pose. Yeah. That is pretty magnificent. That is true. Yeah, you're uh, all, uh, you you seem so interested in just the story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, welcome back yeah. from uh, the Cosmere, Evgeny. Hello. <laughs> yes. I had I had to get rid of Navani's desk. He was causing problems. <laughs> it was uh, too volatile. You could potentially say. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's just the, move on. All the investiture costs time dilation and <laughs> stop time. Right. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Great, fantastic. Starting strong. Please continue, um, Jess. So I also grabbed some books while I was there. A lot fewer books than I was going to because I went to the big bookstore on the first day. I was like, okay, these are the books that look cool. I'll come back later and I know where they are on the table. And uh, yeah, I went back slightly too late and they were packing up the tables. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not getting any of those books then, Uh, which is probably good for uh, the bank account because there was like seven of them. That's true. Um, But I did get this one called Founders by Stuart Jafe and the author was there and signed it and looked very nice and... This seems very interesting. It's about a sci-fi off-world colony people, I guess. So that's a book. Uh, And then the other one is the anthology, which the lovely Rosemary has a story in. And it is fantastic because I read it the other day. It's very, very fun. Gotta read it. Probably have it. Highly recommend. Yeah. Yay. Also, this art is just really pretty. Like I, I really like that art. Um, the the other things that I have are the the bookmark that oh my camera's over here that Kameth gave me. Come on, focus. <laughs> well, that didn't work. Uh, oh, I just realized that the characters are on the back. Oh, that's yep. really cool. Yeah, I really like that. Uh, art, uh, and art, then art is courtesy of Little Dra- Gray Dragon on the shard. Oh, who's very oh, nice. We met her. Nice. Very nice. very nice. Yeah, yeah. They had great cosplay. Just yes. really good cosplay. They did Navani and Raboniel, right? Yeah, yeah. It was excellent. Yeah. It was excellent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Should put that uh, on and then I also have the JordanCon bookmark, which has this really cool art, which I think is also blurry, but yes. there you go. But yeah, this this is the other one. I thought yeah. I had more bookmarks, but now I can't find them, so yeah, anyway, that's everything I bought and or was given. Uh, yeah, that's Great. my show and tell. My, my fav- <laughs> I'm done. Teach and move on. Great. Uh, my, my favorite part in all of that, that was very interesting, but that uh, Marvin is still over here. <laughs> How's this? Hello, Marvin. How, how, how are you? 
Well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> he has been waiting to do that for minutes. Oh man, I prepared this weeks ago. <laughs> Whenever I'm next in Shotcast, audio audio listeners, you're you're audio genuinely listeners. missing out. You, yes. You're gonna want to. You just watch the first yeah. ten minutes of, of yeah. the YouTube yeah, video. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna describe what just happened. You have to come watch the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, you get to see the show and tell. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and because I also have something for Shrented, I'll, off, um, I'll have to transition come to into the, the physical realm. Physical realm again, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm at Shrodencon right now. Apparently, I'm being told that this is at, from the Hotel Garden. That is true, it there is. Yes. In Atlanta. So, yeah. And for Shrodentel today, I brought this thing, which I, I guess spoilers for the Hoyt coin <laughs> from the uh, Wave Kings Kickstarter that you can. Turn and you'll see the camera. <laughs> oh, so you made so, yeah. a different box? That turns? Yeah, I, I oh. based it off the um, Dragonwood uh, yeah, yeah, shop yeah. one, but because I, I thought I, I had this idea um, when I first saw that one, like I wanted to spin, and then um, yeah, I did this. Cool. I mean, it's too pixely for anyone to actually get spoiled <laughs> by it, so it works out. It works, yeah. it works great. You I can you can send the photos later. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And last, but certainly not least, is the wonderful Rosemary. Hey. Published author, Rosemary. Hi, everyone. I'm K-Myth. And and, uh, Jesse kind of bogarted a bit of my show and tell, but (laughs) I've got my... But I'll show you. I'll show you. Let's see if this can actually show up. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, Almost. It says urban planning. Almost. You can... You can kind of webcams see. are great. They're, yeah. they're great products. They're not great. They always not work perfect. excellently. But it's my name yeah. in a book because yeah. I wrote a thing. Wow, nice. nice. That's great. Rosemary, I am excited. And I am chaos. I'm also sick, also from Jordan Con. Uh, but I seem to be the only person who got sick from Jordan Con, which is good. That's good. So if I seem low energy. That is why. Aww. That's uh, that's why I am cleansing myself on the inside. Mm, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. It clears that's what the we're sinuses. Yeah. Clears everything. What are you drinking today? Um, my my go-to is just uh, Wild Turkey 101 bourbon, which is a high rye, high proof bourbon, and I mix that with a tonic water. Cool. So this week and uh, next week, <laughs> I I would assume. Uh, we're talking about Jordan Con because we, we well we went to Jordan Con. Uh, <laughs> me, Jess, Rosemary, and Evgeny, we were all at Jordan Con along with a few others who couldn't make it. Like uh, Joff was there, Grace was there. Got to meet Grace in person. That was fun. So what what did you guys think of the con? We'll we'll just talk a little bit about that, and then we got a reading. We got wobs. Got lots of wobs. So many. But what do you guys think of the con? I mean, I always love Jordan Con. I've been going since 2016, and I'm—I think I was the first staffer to start going. Yeah, yeah. I I love this con so much. It has so many wonderful people there, and they let me get away with the most ridiculous costuming. Um, I might have broken Daniel Green's brain a little bit. How so? Uh, 
yeah, on we met Saturday. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I didn't like, actually meet meet him, but mm. I did make him look at me funny. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm in the art show doing my volunteer shift, and Daniel and one of the con staff come walking by, and Daniel stops and he starts giving me this odd look, and I'm like, "Why is Daniel Green looking at me funny?" Did I make a rude face? I don't think I made a rude face. Would you even be able to tell if I did over through my mask? I don't know. And then finally, he's they're like, "This, this is this is all great. This is really working for me." But I gotta go. And and then he's out there. And I'm like, "Is he talking about the art behind me?" Oh wait, I'm in costume. <laughs> I was wearing my dystopian Muppet Hunter costume. Oh and I'm right, like, yes, yes, yeah, and. I don't know that he quite knew what I was wearing, but he thought it was interesting. And then I'm just like, well, I should have said thank you. You basically (laughs) had a a, a Muppet skin of Elmo. Uh, Yes. Yes. I had I had a Muppet skin Elmo on my back. I had a dead yip yip as a hip pack. I um, I was wearing shoulder armor that had Grover fur on it, and I had a waist cincher on that was made from the fabric of Bert and Ernie's shirts. You got them. It, it, it you, was. You, you had to be there. You had. It to was a visual down. assault, is what it was. Well, not and... as much as the assault on Muppets, but you know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that one. That one was not visual. No. It so was. basically, if Daniel Green is watching, uh, I think this is you <laughs> attempting to apologize. Yes. I am sorry if I was rude. I did send a, t- a tweet reply to one of his things, but I have no idea if he read it. Uh, it's just like, hi, Daniel. I'm sorry if I came across as rude. Yeah. Uh, Jess and I met him at like 2 a.m. Friday night. <laughs> the Friday night. It's like, oh, hey, Daniel. How's it going? Then we talked about YouTubing. Yeah, he's cool. Shocking. Yeah, he seemed very out of it. Yes. I mean, it was 2 a.m. I'm sure he was tired. Yeah. Also well, on the Friday of, night. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of the Jordan conning happens at like 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. or 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. in some cases. That, that is what That's I have. shenanigans happen. Yeah. Out. Yeah. yeah. Saturday I, night, we were up really late with Little Grey Dragon, and we were just answering her Cosmere questions. That was, it, was, it was like a mini shard <laughs> cast. It was, it was quite fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, it was interesting experience to I <laughs> in retrospect, listeners, it was interesting being on a table with somebody who is knowledgeable about the Cosmere, but not all the way into the weeds. And yeah. then a bunch of people who are into the weeds. Yes. And then just essentially three or four of us just just clamoring over each other to answer the yeah. questions mm-hmm. like I know this. Yeah, my weeds have flowers. <laughs> Jess, do you have uh, any thoughts, Dad? Uh, I had a lot of fun um, and did not go to all that many official events, but had a blast hanging out with people and uh, 100% would go again. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Uh, the, the hot soup of the air was the worst, but... <laughs> oh, it was fine. <laughs> Only if you went outside. Yeah, but... Which- yeah, don't don't do that. Yeah, Peter and Karen are super <laughs> nice. That was your problem. If you went outside. Yeah, working air conditioning. Why would you want to leave that? I know. Yeah. Well, that's, that's certainly true. Mostly um, food. Mostly. Perhaps, yeah. perhaps worth yeah. mentioning that essentially all of Dragon Steel was there this time that's around. True. Um, we yes. usually get uh, Peter and and Karen 
Um, sometimes we get like Isaac and Kara, and oftentimes we would get like the the more grunt employees mm-hmm. of of Dragonsteel in the warehouse. The minions, but this time pretty much the minions, yeah, of of Silverlight Mercantile company. Exchange Company Company. Company. They had a booth in the dealer's hall, so they were selling merchandise. And yep. I think that might become a regular thing of theirs, but I'm not 100% sure. We'll see. The merch was I'm good. Not, I don't know that they're 100% sure yet. Yep. My show and tell was going to be the, the con. Well, I don't know if it's con exclusive or just limited time or limited supply shirt, but they had a, uh, the Shosh, Callan's Shosh brand on oh, the shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on like very faded behind it which i only noticed when i got home actually uh was the the bridge for glyph oh cool oh. I, I did not notice that yeah, i didn't yeah notice i did that not either and, and then i'm like oh wait because i was i was like brushing my teeth or whatever with and then the shirt and i because i was much closer to the mirror and i wait there's a second glyph there <laughs> uh but that shirt's in the washer so apparently there's gonna be a shiny version of the double eye of the almighty eventually coming looks so good isaac had a uh a prototype of it and they were selling like small versions that you could like put on your bookshelf so i didn't get those like the the foil map of roshar it wasn't quite like that but it was sparkly yeah Yeah. Uh, and like he said it was a similar idea Dia, but yeah. it wasn't exactly the same. He wanted to have more three dimensionalness to it. Yeah. yeah, it had it had a little bit of a texture to it. Yeah, uh, yeah. so like embossing and whatever the opposite of embossing is. I yeah. cannot wait. And to instead buy of it. the whole thing being foil, it was more just like the actual um, the radiant glyphs, and then mm-hmm. they were highlighted more than the others because of that. Mm-hmm. And they were like postcard sized things. Yeah. Yeah, he had like postcard sized things and then he had the big one. I'm like, I want a big one yeah, though. No, I, I, I would have <laughs> instantly bought that. It's like, give me have my money. Let's go. That's what uh, I want. We bought art as we well. I knew there was something else we spent money yeah, on. Yeah, but we don't have it yet. Well, I guess I guess oh, we yeah. have the small ones. But uh and I, yeah. I have I have the big poster tube that I need to mail to you. Yes, that's true. It wouldn't fit in I'll, I'll need an address for that, but definitely don't say that on Shardcast. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we live at Don't 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 do a Tony Stark. And no. Eric's social security number is. Yeah. <laughs> five five five. No, mine, because I don't five. have one. So <laughs> hey. send, yes. send your Patreon yes. donations to this credit card number. <laughs> but I got some great uh like little art prints of um fairy scenes and they just mm. looked very cool and very quaint and actually very similar to um some of the 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 art on like the Jordan Com bookmark in a way i don't think it's the same artist just like the same style maybe but they're very pretty um yeah, yeah they are support that cool and they might actually very well be the same artist because that's not uncommon to find at jordan con mm. you have there there are certain artists who are there every year and are very well known to the con yeah mm-hmm. um yes. we should transition away from our yes. experiences yeah. at the con, however. Mm-hmm. And so by way of doing that, I will say that Brandon had two signings, yep. a couple of hours each there, and mm-hmm. um, those seemed to have gone well. He answered a lot of questions, which yeah. 
um, was surprising to me, and but in a very good way because I was a little sad that we wouldn't do Raffle Olympics this time, which is Brandon's panel. Yeah, where we, we didn't do that. Yeah, uh, but the signing line apparently just had tons of stuff. We have like a hundred wobs. And oh yeah, we have 97 in the Jordan Con event. Yes. <laughs> it, it, it's the silver lining of not being able to be at Jordan Con. <laughs> yeah. I got to listen to the signing lines first. Be, before <laughs> many of before any of the attendees really. Yeah. Yes. Because we were yeah. too busy conventioning. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. True. Uh mm-hmm. and all of this culminated with uh impromptu surprise so apparently brandon was supposed to do a reading and then things happened with the schedule and there was no slot for him to do the reading and so at like saturday night 10 p.m way like after dinner after all the panels had had been done um yeah brandon talked with billy and billy's like i will get it done let's do a reading (laughs) billy Billy got done like 40 minutes yeah billy todd who is the sander track uh director he's the person who organizes all the sanderson stuff at jordan con uh just literally in 45 minutes whipped together a panel mm-hmm. with audio with with um like entry tickets because limited seating because of covid yeah like he did an amazing job and so we got a reading yeah uh we have and our first reading from the, the lost, lost metal yeah the fourth wax and wayne book Yes. Um, and it is uh, the prologue. So spoilers, which, I guess. But mm-hmm. eh. <laughs> if you um, if you want to go totally they're blind, still ca- they're still spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, um, and so much like the previous prologues, this one is essentially a flashback. It takes us back twenty-ish uh, years uh, into the past. Except this time, we don't get to see Waxilliams childhood we get to see wayne's yep oh by the way link will be in the description for it uh it also came out in brandon's newsletter uh because lux is also out but uh if you if you Mm -hmm. don't subscribe to the newsletter uh we transcribed it from dragon so you can check it out there links in the description Mm -hmm. uh yeah what do you guys think of uh this i really like i was gonna say waxes i really like wayne's mom (laughs) yeah she she just seems real sweet and like really understands her son and like isn't super harsh with him when she's like you really like you can't just be stealing stuff Wayne like you can't just be taking things and just the, that was the one interaction where she finds the playing card like I think she asks him who and he just immediately gives the name because and he has the thought it's like she will go around in the time that she does not really have to figure out who this like mm-hmm. belongs to to return it and like oh she sounds so nice yeah yeah that's yeah. what I took away from it yeah. that Wayne had a really nice mom and who died which is very sad yeah yeah Yeah. and it definitely explains the person wayne is now yeah and like the prologue was fun but it's a very long wayne scene so i'm like (laughs) yeah basically her mom is telling him an Alamancer Jack story, uh, and Wayne yeah. is uh, making it more gruesome than uh, it actually yeah. was. Which makes you wonder, how old is Alamancer Jack? Because he's still kicking around when Wayne's 30-something. And, yeah. I mean, that's he's been running around the roughs for a good 20 years. I imagine so, most of the yep. stuff we're reading is fictional. 
Probably. But the elemental <laughs> Jack is a real yeah. person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a real person. And and I do think we've had Brandon say that the stuff about Coloss we get in those stories is more or less accurate. Mm. So there's it, it kind it's of embellished. Me, yeah, there, yeah, there's a lot of embellishment. And I feel like what we get from Handerwim is a lot more accurate than the crap we get from yeah. Jack. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I should probably read that story. I haven't done that. It just left me cackling like a hyena when I read it. <laughs> yeah. It definitely, yeah. Like whenever Wayne like interjected and made it more gruesome than it really was. And then, uh, Mom, how can you tell such gruesome story? That like it was really funny. <laughs> that was fun. Um, yeah, that was fun. And yeah, I, mean, I think for Check It Wayne does make sense. Like, people since yeah. a very young age. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Not surprising. It, it does like make it. sense. If mm-hmm. Elements of Shake was like in his early twenties or something when yeah. those came out or when that story took place, I guess, and now he's I don't know, late forties maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still think that, around. Still works. Like, that works. I, mm-hmm. I think Elements of Jack is an interesting parallel to Wax in that yeah. both of them <laughs> That's true. Uh, both of them were active in the roughs kind of in their twenties or so it seems to be the case with Jack, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Both of them are obviously metalborn. Uh, both of them are kind of these these adventurous types, uh, but they also hate each other. So that's great. Mm-hmm. They do. The other thing about the the Wayne scene that stood out to me, I, the thing I can't least about in that scene was the story. Like everything else around it, I was like, this yeah. is much more interesting. Like I I am very here for getting Wayne flashbacks when. It was described to me. I was like, oh, it's just Wayne's mom telling him a story. I was like, yeah, okay then. Um, but yeah, everything around that, I'm like, I'm more interested in this. And the thing right at the beginning, and then it parallels at the end where he's waiting for her to come back and mm-hmm. he can't look out the window until he sees the reflection of the light coming in because of what's happened to his dad. And I think there was someone else. And it's just like, that is such a childhood thing that i can imagine someone living around a mine does if they're living under the constant fear of will my parents come back like until you have that confirmation in a way that they are coming home like you can't even try and face the idea that they won't be and like i just that that really stuck with me and then of course at the end there's a parallel and then the mind collapses and she doesn't come home. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. That that Oof. that did kind of hit me where it hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brandon's good at that. Yeah. Yeah. He is. And I have always um, wanted to know, like, what happened with Wayne when he was younger. Like, there's a couple of, particularly in Alloy, there's a couple of references to it, particularly talking about uh how he meets up with wax i'm like but what happened before that how did wayne get to this point i still kind of want to know how he gets from the point of little boy living near a mine to uh attempting robbery like what happens in the interim there but it's like that little bit more of okay his parents are now all dead and he's a young teenager what would you do after that and i can see the progression yeah. yeah Yeah, we we get a little bit of that in the story, right? We get a little bit of him um, skirting the boundaries of the law, right? He is he's stealing things. He's thinking about doing uh, cards, like cheating in in games of cards. And so to me, that's one of the purposes of this prologue. It shows you that from a very young age, 
there were influences in Wayne's life. Uh, I think the older kids in the town, essentially, uh, who were encouraging well, it was him. Was the younger? <laughs> the kid was nine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, although I'm, I'm sure older kids would would have the same impact. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there were these influences, and then on the other side were his parents, or at least his mother, which was a much more balancing and moral. Hey, no, this is you don't do that, Wayne. And then so when he when he lost her. Um, it makes a lot of sense for for it makes a lot of sense to me for him to to like fall to these other temptations uh and also he was an orphan in a mining town he had a he had to figure out a way to survive uh until his late teens when uh when wax found him and mm-hmm. after he had committed a murder so yeah and if anything it's almost surprising that it took him that long to get to the point where where wax found him i mean in in some ways because what happened was there any other family that he had that like took him in after his mom died or was he just like on his own i don't think we know going on yeah yeah but uh thumbs up for wayne's mom great woman yeah i hope we get a name for her hopefully (laughs) (laughs) another unnamed mom let's go um, I mean, it makes sense if he's, he's a boy. He's not gonna think of his mom's name, right? Like that make it mm-hmm. makes sense in viewpoint, but it is just funny. Ma, whose name was blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nah, her name's just Ma. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's actually just her name as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Short, short for Mab Malishi. Malishi, no. <laughs> I like it. Like maybe he'll pass through like his old the old mining town on his way somewhere. And maybe somebody will. Oh, aren't you <laughs> spoil or whatever? Yeah, but, yeah that can happen. Yeah. Like it's just got to tie back in somehow. I think all the other prologues have tied back in in some way. Yeah. Oh, oh, I forgot. Uh-huh. I want to talk about this. Okay, during Jordan Con. Uh huh. On multiple occasions. Uh huh. Peter Alstrom, Karen Alstrom, and Brandon Sanderson uh-huh. said that the Lost Metal would be very interesting to people who were interested in the deep secrets and connections in the they, Cosmere. They did, they did all say that. Mm. They yeah, were did. all very excited mm. to yes. tell us that yes. multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the point where there, were, at some, one point when Brandon said what he was going to do, people people were like, are, are you sure you want to do that? So that is that is what, how big a leap we're looking at here. I'm really excited. Kind of I'm very excited. Mad with glee. Yes. Yeah. So it's gonna be I, I don't know if uh, if our our friend Vendel with the changing coats, who's not an awakener, Vendel, <laughs> is going to show up and be it's like, true. so, uh, Adenauseum, Shard, Splinter, Slivers, Connection, Identity, Fortune, <laughs> Just a page so for the Christmas. <laughs> just the herbs. Yeah. Just a printout from the wiki. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to something in the general Q and A that he did of something mm-hmm. that happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just um, plugging all these terms like you do in a like YouTube algorithm to get people to find your video. Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right, that's right. Let's, yeah. let, let's put some pop stars in there too. Then people will be very confused by this video. <laughs> And and so speaking of the general Q and A, let's yeah. uh, let's go and talk about some wobs. The first question is from a very cool person. 
that we all know. <laughs> the Gator Girl Zero Zero. Oh, that's Grace. Grace. Yeah. Do Spren feel any kind of sexual or romantic attraction? Brandon. Not as a rule. There are some orders that are more likely to do so. There are a lot of orders that you would call asexual, but it depends on the individual and it depends on their breed or race of spread. So it varies. That's cool. So Siladin is not dead. That's true. That's true. That's right. No. 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 I I, I would say that is very much alive. (laughs) And I I do like how he says it. Like, it does depend on the individual. Yeah, that's good. So, like, even if, like, certain varieties are more likely to be asexual, they are not just uniform. They're not a monolith. Yeah. 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 Which is nice. I I do like that one. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I know Grace has been very excited to ask this question for a very long time. She has. (laughs) She has. Uh, Cool. So, our next question comes from Page Runner, who is kind of the main force behind Uh Arcanum actually working. Uh, so if you guys use Arcanum, go go, go give him go, a shout out. Go. Yeah, go say yes, hi. To he me. does a lot of a lot of recording, a lot of transcribing, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of work that, on that side. That is his focus. One of the things he did at the con was he had his Cosmere constellations chart, and he also had all of the uh, individual star charts for all of the worlds. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we have this in this document because it's mostly silly. But he had all of the star charts. He, handed, he gave him to Isaac and was like, hey, write down a complaint Naz would have with They're each one there. of these words. Okay, so apparently those are in there. Um, but the other thing he did was uh, he did a similar thing with the constellation chart. And I don't know whether it was like a personalization thing, but the end result is Brandon ended up writing, like circling a, a point on the map and writing, here there be aethers, to which... Uh, Paige asked if there was a name for this planet that he was adding where Aethers are, and Brendan said no, he's not. Uh, he can't canonize that until he actually writes that story. Cool. And that's the end of that wab. Nice. Yeah. What this implies to me is that Vax, which has been canonized as a name, may is less likely to be the world of the Aethers. Yeah. Yeah, but it could still take uh, Vex could still uh, Vex could still be like the main plan that the uh, story takes place on because we have had Brendan say before I think that he at least plans to have Aethers on multiple worlds now, worlds now or something mm-hmm. of that effect. So that could be this could be just one of them, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's mm-hmm. yeah. not really clear i guess whether it, uh, i i don't think it says anything anything about ovex uh, in particular I but see what, what you're saying yeah. but i think i'm more with ian on this one mm-hmm. i think i think in my mind or i think in my mind what's going on in brandon's mind is that there is something weird or special or interesting going on with vax and especially mm-hmm. with the initiation on vax and so like sure. this is something he knows yeah and what this is te- what what this wab is telling me uh is that he is now he like he he has either figured out or is figuring out what he's going to do with with aethers and that is ob- like to me that it's obviously a separate thing from whatever mm-hmm. he's had 
regarding vax for the past five years or whatever mm-hmm. true yeah yeah sure. makes sense yeah and uh, some interesting note about this what what i think is that he uh, brandon had isaac i think take a photo of uh the constellation because like he canonized this location on the spot so yeah. technically even isaac didn't know that a planet would be there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. note that down for future reference <laughs> or brandon just picked a random spot and said okay i guess yeah, this is where he's pretty gonna much yeah. yeah cool oh boy this next one is oh that's that's probably this one's the title of the of the youtube video right here (laughs) i mean the title of the video yep (laughs) questioner tell did he actually ever give up or was it did he just get released when dot 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 question mark brandon you will find out but tal did not break you'll find out how it happened but tal did not break. Whoa, can't believe he said what? this. So crazy. I don't even know where to go with this <laughs> because like the the amount of speculation and like discussion that's happened around like okay, so this this is how the desolation started and this mm. is how it must have worked and Brad is just like <laughs> <Nope. Toss. laughs> I I know this has been very commonly theorized and I'm like, "Eh, I don't know. I I never liked that theory personally. Uh, But yeah, I guess guess it's a thing. So let me, listeners and viewers, let me introduce you to a theory I do not espouse. Oh, the channel one? But a theory that has, the channel one, yeah. Yeah. Uh, A theory that has certain very, uh, very loyal followers in our community. And that is that I promise this is going to be relevant, so bear with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The theory says Chana is Shalan's mom. Okay. Yeah. And the reason this is relevant is that, as I understand it, now, mind you, I'm not into these weeds, I'm in different weeds. As I understand it, the theory goes, well, let's assume that Chana is Shalan's mom. Yes. Then what happens is, Shalan kills her mom, who's a herald, who is still loosely bound to the Oath Pact. And so when Chana dies, she goes back to Braze. And all of this happens before the events of the Way of Kings, like 10 years before, whatever. She goes back to Braze, where the whole fused heralds, hide-and-seek, torture game commences again. Town is minding his own business. He's not breaking. He's, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. You, you, you do your thing, Chana. And Chana, of course, breaks. That is what starts the cycle of desolations again. And so she gets kicked out. So Chana is somewhere on Roshar, presumably. Tone gets kicked out. We see him at the end of the Way of Kings. And, and the swab is obviously... I, it, I wouldn't say it supports this theory, but it doesn't contradict that. Like It's, it's mm-hmm. circumstantial evidence. Yeah, it's... Com- it, yeah, that, that's all I'm going to say. <clears throat> yeah, there, there's another theory that the Everstorm was cooked up as a way to get around the Oath Pact. Yeah. yeah. I think, well, that's like, what it definitely came across like to me because it's been brewing and like Odin's been working on it for so long. And if it's still required at Herald to break, like that, 
that that just seems like a weird thing to bank on mm. at this point on Odium's side instead of just being like, well, I'm gonna find a workaround. So like that that's that in a way this does make it a little less confusing to me if the Everstorm was meant to be something separate because it always felt a little bit weird that that just happened to all happen at the same time that Talon shows up. Like, the, the, yeah. those a bit too coincidental almost. Yeah. It also reinforces the whole idea of this desolation being different from all mm. that came before. It was triggered by something else. Mm. One thing I will bring up that I think is worth discussing is that the, as far as we know, there was nothing special about the Everstorm until the Everstorm was pulled into the physical realm, right? And we see Taln in the physical realm at the gates of Kolinar at the end of the Way of Kings. Right. At that point, there is no Everstorm. There is there's a splinter of the barrier storm that is still being dragged towards Rashar. Sure, yeah. But like at that point, I think it was actually already in the Rosharan planet Shadeswell system because Ulum talks about how they had trouble getting people out there to get the void spread across because they had to go out into the middle of the ocean. Right. So I do think it was already there. So do you think that was like the the inciting incident essentially right because something had to to have released tone in the physical realm and that happens like uh what's the timeline between the way of kings and words of radiance several months a year uh six months i think several, um, uh, let's say several months uh, yeah what was the question sorry the the time frame the yeah the time the time difference between the end of the way of kings and the end of words of radiance uh, like two, like um, two months. Oh, because we have it's, like it's very days. short. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And so something happens. Tone shows up in the physical realm, and I think he shows up pretty much directly at Colinar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then two months later, the listeners summon the Everstorm across the the boundary of the realms yeah what is the thing that enables tone to show up if it's not his breaking is is the question i want to get at chana <laughs> i wonder <laughs> it, it would be entertaining to me if if odium went to all that trouble to create this workaround and then a herald died went to braze and broke <laughs> quickly and he's like that well funny. that was a whole lot of pointless so I would not yes. be surprised if it somehow oh, so uh, had something to do with uh, Gavala. Like I don't know how, but like because we know he did experiment with stuff on Brace and sent did send people over there. So I'm not saying it directly was something he did, but yeah. I I would not I wouldn't be surprised if it had an effect on on brace and the oath pact and like how all of that works because they did mess around in brace or on brace i wonder if if this was meant to be a workaround and i don't know what it would be but something clicked in okay this is how we now get the the void's brand infused and that out of brace through the everstorm that was enough to invalidate the um original purpose of the Oath Pact, 
so town could leave because his like what he was trying like the purpose of why he was there no longer existed and the earth pack was now meaningless in a way um because it didn't matter if he broke or not so therefore the whole thing just kind of went kaput and he wasn't chained there anymore i have an idea similar to that where the heralds always returned first and like had some amount of time to prepare people before Mm -hmm. fused Mm -hmm. started showing up what if like because odium like did find that workaround and so like fused were gonna start showing up like that part of the oath pack that says like the heralds can go there first to prepare them for x amount of time like engaged so it's like he was pushed to roshar because it was was going to be yeah Yeah. that's like using a different key that fits the same lock yeah Yeah. but it's like that part of the needed to be tiny wimey yeah i see so what what i'm getting at from both of you is essentially this is kind of the same mechanism that has happened before, mm-hmm. except this time we are triggering that mechanism because the Everstorm, it's not the Heralds initiating the return, it's the Fused, essentially, initiating the return, and that automatically mm-hmm. allows the Heralds to return. Mm-hmm. I think I can get behind that, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Which I do think uh, um, begs some very interesting questions about the the theories of um, recreating the Oath Pact and whether that actually could ever work again if they have found this alternative means that will trigger the desolation anyway. Mm-hmm. Or whether if they redid the Oath Pact, they'd have to kind of redo the entire thing to encompass this new mm. loophole that the yeah. mm. that Odium's forces found. Making new heralds would be enough. Like you'd have to change it to include okay. And the Everstone doesn't count or whatever. So yeah. 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 <laughs> and the question is like, could this have happened at any point in the past? Like when the Heralds were still like actively maintaining mm-hmm. the Oath Pact, could Odium and his forces have found this loophole or it's because it's the oath pact has been disintegrating that like, like now's our chance. Like we can hack it. Yeah. Good question. And I guess uh, an interesting follow-up question to this one now is how, or was Talon ever close to breaking or could he have gone on forever? Like just see just how bad is Talon is. Interesting things to think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's go to the next question, which yeah. is uh, Brenda again. And um, he asked, were all Spren wounded by Baadomishram, uh, Baadomishram's capture like the sibling was? Um, or did it prevent them from hearing Honor's tone in the same way? To which Bren said that um, whether like he wanted a clarification and uh, he said that not all were wounded in the same way that the sibling was and no they do not necessarily um uh are not necessarily prevented from hearing the honest tone i don't remember who was talking about this but i remember recently like the last day or so someone was talking about the idea that bayramishram is 
like the spren of Roshar herself. Yeah. And mm-hmm. part of the reason, it might have been you, Argent. Oh, uh, like part of Josh. the reason that. Oh, Josh, yeah. Um, part of the reason that um, the sibling was affected so much is because they are so integrally interlinked with the planet as a whole and everything on it. Whereas other things are like further away from the source in a sense, like they are more on the periphery. So I can see how that would work if other brand aren't necessarily as affected as the sibling um, was. Yeah. I don't like Joff's idea that because <laughs> it's I the impression I always got was that what body mission was doing was new like she did something during the false distillation to be able to do what like to connect all to all the singers it's like she wasn't that important beforehand I agree I don't think she did it before the radiance were surprised. may have may simply have been something that affected the Bondsmith spren more than mm-hmm. anyone else because yeah. of how linked into connection they are. And yeah. because the Stormfather is Stormfathering all over the place and has a big chunk of honor attached to him. And because the Night Watcher has cultivation working with her, they had better anchors to stay more focused. But the the poor sibling, they were just kind of sitting there all alone hiding. And so it affected them more strongly. Yeah, I I don't know what to think about this. Mm-hmm. I don't and I think the the second part of the question with about Honor's tone, wasn't that as a consequence of Honor's death, like splintering and not <gasps> the capture of Badamishram? I don't this anymore. I yeah, I think the way the timeline works is the sibling says or heavily implies that it was the imprisonment of Bottomishram that resulted in, yeah. in, in the loss of Honor Stone. Yeah. Not <laughs> the Splinter of Honor. Okay. Yes. Uh, that is my impression. Uh I, I could look at our Bottomishram uh podcast document, but the, yeah. my <laughs> understanding is that that, that, <laughs> that that is the case. Okay. That so is, which one of those weird. things happened first? Uh, I think Badamishram's capture because the recreants mm-hmm, happened yeah. prior to Honor's mm-hmm. death, so Badamishram's yeah. capture would have to be prior to Honor's death. Yeah, uh, I mean, like one, one way you can justify that is to say, well, Honor's splintering; it's been lasting a long time, and so there was a there was a critical point that happened around the time of the imprisonment of Badamishram, and so mm-hmm. the sibling lost the tone because of that critical point, but it happened at the same time, and so the sibling <laughs> assumed incorrectly. It's possible, yeah. but it's too convoluted, I think. It's too mm-hmm. contrived. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, the, the quote there uh, it is, uh, I have been, the sibling saying, I have been wounded thousands of years ago. Something happened that changed the singers. It hurt me too. And Navani says, you're speaking of the binding of that unmade, which made singers lose their forms. Yes, that terrible act touched the souls of all who belonged to Roshar. Spren too. How have no spren mentioned this? I don't know, but I lost the rhythm of my light that day. The tower stopped working. My father, Honor, should have been able to help me, but he was losing his mind, and he soon died. So that makes it very explicit. Yeah. No, no, no doubt at all. No room for doubt. Honor was still alive, but uh, he was crazy, so mm-hmm. couldn't help. So there you go. 
Okay, so questioner. When a shard changes hands, does the god metal change names and or properties? And Brandon says it can. It doesn't as a rule. And questioner, so it'll still be Razium? And Brandon says, yes. Well, the name, you would change the name probably, but it shouldn't necessarily do anything different. The name that it's given is cultural, so you can continue to call it that. People might call it that. I think people in world would call it something else, but it depends on the person. So in retrospect, this explains a whole lot of wobs on the part of Brandon. Oh, where yeah. It's like, oh, Ati is dead. There's no more Atium. Mm, true, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, ah, th- this was like one of the first things I snipped and it immediately filled me with rage. Because <laughs> it's stupid. Do not change the names of things, Brandon. It is bad and confusing. Mm. I can now see why he went with uh, Harmonium, and I remember the first time I like uh, heard about that, I was like, oh, but Caesarium would have been so cool. But now I'm like, oh, Brandon, why didn't you just go with the shot name for all of them? Why are you doing uh, yes, this to yeah. us? Odium. Yum, yum. <laughs> Odium. <laughs> yeah. Or just like leave it as the name of the first vessel out of respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does it need to change? I see what he means here then in that the people involved would make that decision. And he's trying to be true to what the cultures and the individuals would do rather than just trying to wield his author club. Like, I wrote this, so this is the name and everyone continues to call it that. And what he's doing makes more sense on the level of this is what people would probably do. But it's just confusing to us. But yeah, in a series this big, like it, the in world, uh, this is what people would do versus the don't confuse your audience. Like these series are too big, Brandon. You're you're gonna confuse your audience. You confuse them anyway with how many terms you have. And like once a name sticks people tend to not change it very much. Like mm-hmm. once convention gets stuck. Like how, I mean, I mean, it is a big event, a vessel change, right? Like it is, mm-hmm. but still. I hear you, but also we've known Razium as a canonical name for only a book. And True. so there is an opportunity there to, in book five, and then for the entirety of back five, uh, for Teravangian to say, yeah, so I know my dear friends Fuse that we used to call this Razium, but this company is now under new management. And so we're going with Teravangium. For example. Yep. Um and, and the fact that we have so many more books to get adjusted to that, uh maybe it's not ideal, but I think it's workable with. I feel like the problem yeah. is the uh, the um, precedent he's set up with all of the other shot metal names. So yeah, we've only had this one for one book, but we've had the other ones for a lot longer. And then if they all go off the same uh, like same naming structure, then I don't think that matters that we haven't had this one for very long. But I mean that. I don't. Uh, it also depends on whether we are going to get more sh- vessel changes in the future. Like, 
how common a thing will this be? And I think that as far as racism is concerned, it could just be that I, I, it should still be consistent, I feel, in the books. But at least inward, I could see that the humans will start calling it something else, something else because they never knew it as racism. And okay, um, this, because sure. uh, as far as I could find, we only have singers or Rebonial refer to it as racism right now. Yeah. So that could be a thing in world. Um, but me. consistency would still be nice. Yeah. And, and yeah, what I was going to say is kind of similar and builds off that, you know, we haven't really established the name very hard in the books. Changing it isn't as big a deal. And most of the other shards. We don't know what their metal does or or what properties it has. We haven't seen it other than the probability of autonomy's metal. But that also could have been an alloy. Sure. So it, it's not as big a deal when you haven't established a name and then go and change it. But it, it, and, and there's still also some... Uh, precedent because of Ralkalast and aluminum being the same thing. Ralkalast is basically the Yolish word for aluminum. And mm -hmm. most people calling it that is just it's a translation. Whereas on Scadriel, because it's the closest Earth analog that we have, it's actually called aluminum. So it's not completely without precedent. And and the whole atium Lorazium harmonium thing, well, it just harmonium really is a new metal. Because it's both things combined. And there's no reason why Sezed can't create ATM separately and may very well have just to keep himself balanced. Just like, boom, here's a chunk of ATM. I'm going to set it over here and ignore it and put it where nobody can find it. And that way I am in proper balance and I don't become more ruined than preservation. Um, mm -hmm. But but he doesn't want to give it to anyone. Hmm. Mm hmm. That may be Marsh, but Marsh already had plenty. He already had plenty. <laughs> I think uh, because the fused are really, you know, they're saying racium. The fused would presumably, you know, learn about Teravangian eventually. Mm -hmm. And so if they change the name to Teravangium, then like that's probably what they're going to call it. And they've been around for thousands of years. And so if they want to change it, then they can. <laughs> I mean, I really, my, my biggest problem is there's so little difference in the sound of Teravangian and Teravangium. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. Ah, no. And and it's even worse with Odium, right? Because that's already has the IUM. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, yep. One, one thing that I thought was that maybe they can come up with like an, an in-world word. So let's say we take the, uh, the Vaden word for for odium right like the in-world vaden word for odium and that for some reason just sounds cooler right and so we end up mm -hmm. with something that doesn't sound like teravangian it doesn't sound like odium it doesn't sound like rays and it isn't the name of musical instrument uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's sort of like it metal uh well yeah way. yeah we give it the 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 et metal the raukalist treatment mm -hmm. so i can't wait until uh, Lost Metal comes out and uh, Brandon doesn't canonize Trellium and then we have to go change all those wiki pages. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So Patroner asks, uh, the Chandra on Roshar, is that Felt's wife, Molly? Brandon, Raffo, that is an excellent question that should indeed be, yeah. Um, 
Don't know where he's going on with that sentence, but uh, he'd be yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I assume he was going to. Yeah, that's that's a question you should be thinking about. That's a sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if I recall correctly, page runner's logic for this was, uh, well, we should not be just like throwing darts at a dartboard when it comes to the Conjure World Hopper. Let's find the Scadrian, right? Mm-hmm. And sure. uh, obviously, we don't know of any confirmed Scadrians, but felt comes from Skadro, and yeah. so it could make sense that his wife is also from there, and therefore, let's see if she's the Kandra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it there. Next question. Is there a Cosmere significant reason why on Skadriel, the investiture is hereditary, but that doesn't really seem to be the case on any of the other worlds? Brandon. Yes, there is. But it has more to do with the fact that on Scadriel, human beings were directly created by ruin and preservation. And most of the Cosmere worlds you've seen don't have that same sort of aspect. It is the case on Nalthus, but it's not the case on Boshar. It's not the case on Taldane. It's not the case on Cell. And so because of that instance, that's how I'm kind of working. That changed the way people interact with magic directly. But there is some wiggle room there for me. But that's your answer. I'm not hiding anything there. What I'm saying is don't extrapolate that that has to happen every time that the shards were directly involved in the creation. Probably. That, that's interesting. Probably the most interesting part is that Nalthus was... Mm-hmm. Um, breaths. Everyone's born with a yeah. breath. Yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And we have a mob that, like, if, as if you like, if you go to Nalthus as a, I don't know, Skadrian, and you have children there, they will already get breath because it's sort of also uh, like a connection thing or something. Or, or like their children will get breath, but eventually you will get breath if you are on Nalthus long enough. But I think the more interesting question would be like, if you are Nalthian and go off world, or if you have a breath and go off world. Oh, yeah, will you still will your children still get breath and that would i feel like be what would have to be hereditary mm. so I, it sounds I, like there's a partial hereditary partial location mm-hmm. um basis yeah. to the magic i guess i'm reading this a little different because he's like it has more to do with the fact that in schedule human beings are directly created by runes and preservation most of the cosmic worlds you've seen don't have that sort of aspect it is the case on Nelthus, though. So is he saying oh, that humans yeah, are created yeah. on Nelthus? Like, that, that's new. That oh, yeah. is, that was why I emph- emphasized yeah. that part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. that was not implied in the um, essays at all. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't have an Nelthus essay, so I guess. <laughs> oh, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, we don't have an Nelthus essay, so I mean, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's a very good point, because in the Scadrian essay, it's like one of two known places where the humans were made by the shards directly. Oh, really? Now suddenly we know, oh, Nalthus might be the other one. Nalthus might be the other one. Huh. Mm -hmm. Where's our Nalthus essay, Brandon? (laughs) (laughs) In in the Arcana. Grabby hands. Yeah. In 2026, uh, the Arcana bound. It is interesting... Because, like, I always liked the idea that endowment didn't always go to Nalthus, that it was, like, a mm-hmm. few centuries mm-hmm. before, and, like, because Awakening's new, right? So I always liked that theory, so that's interesting. I will quickly bring up a wob 
from 2017 from the Oathbringer release party where uh -huh. somebody was asking what would happen if Scadrial were to colonize, let's say, Nalthus. Okay. How would the investitures work out in that context? And so the short version of it is that for a period of time, for a number of generations, and Brandon wouldn't say how many, the children of these invaders essentially would continue getting Scadrian connections, Scadrian magic, and they would get breath. Uh, it is a little unclear whether like, the immediate descendants of the invaders mm -hmm. would get breath or whether it will take a few generations, but uh, mm. it, it will happen. I hope we see something like that in Era 4. That'd be sweet. That'd be cool. Someone with, with multiple investiture just because they've moved. Mm -hmm. Their parents, their grandparents moved. Mm -hmm. I think the way that Brennan words this in this warp here, that like it has, that or implies that Nathus has the same sort of aspect to it. it. I could also, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that endowment created them it could just be that because she has been directly investing into people for generations now it has started to become sort of like the more inherent to their like gene pool or whatever yeah, but but and honor and cultivation have been on roshar for thousands of years and he's specifically saying it's not their on roshar yeah yeah but not everyone on roshar is getting investiture like Directly invested, I guess. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I, but there's a very high ambient investiture. On that is true. Yeah, yeah, that is like true, tons. And and but, remember that uh, investiture on on Roshar is controlled with the oaths. Mm -hmm. So that is that is kind of a function of how the magic works there. So no, it's not going to be directly hereditary because it's linked so strongly yeah, to yeah, spread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, my read of, of the swab is Brandon going, I can do whatever I want. Well, I mean, that is, that <laughs> yeah. is the end of the day here. That it, it is, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. He's saying, I can have a world where the shards create everything and magic is hereditary, but that doesn't have to be the case. I can have a world where the shards don't create everything and magic can be hereditary that is or true. vice versa. True. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, I think the more gist of it was that if a shark creates a planet and the people, it's not guaranteed to be genetic, mm -hmm. which is uh -huh. like sure. the yeah, reverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I do think the genetic is very tied to um, being created by the shards. Mm -hmm. I think it's less likely for that to happen elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And maybe if a shard's creating things, then they could design it in a way that it isn't hereditary, mm -hmm. perhaps. But like maybe that would be mm -hmm. the default that it would be hereditary. Now comes my turn. And yeah. normally I would paraphrase a wob this long, but I think it is no, important to yeah. both be aware of yeah. the imprecisions in my question in the and the exact the wording of Brandon's answer. Yeah. Be because both uh, can influence the way you think about about this yeah. so i say with then command i've been thinking about uh, how things would apply to other magic systems on nalthus they seem kind of folded together into the same thing but i can't crack the metals on scadrio and the aeons on elantris uh because the aeons seem very command e not very intent e right uh so uh what about the metals 
And before I give you the Brandon answer for context, at the time I was thinking that this is obviously with Don Shard and Nicholas thing about intent and command in yeah. context. Right. Uh, and I was thinking that every instance of magic would have a piece of intent and a piece of command that we can find. And I was thinking, well, aeons, the actual aeon would be the command and the intent would be your intent to draw that aeon instead of just waving your finger in the air. Right. And yep. so I was trying to figure out how metals work in that framework. Uh, and so Brandon says, the aeons, you should be able to figure it eventually out. With the metals, when I wrap this up, it's going to be a very slight, and you shouldn't assume that every one of the permutations of the Cosmere magics are going to require the same levels of... I need the freedom on, on each one. So intent and command can't be a major feature of every magic. Otherwise, it's too restrictive. You are going to end up with too many that feel the same. You can imagine on schedule that different metals would not have had to do what they do in the origin of the magic system. This is not necessarily innate. That is relating to the creation of the magic. Uh, I say how it was built manually almost by a shard, or I think by the shards is what I said. And Brandon continues, does that make sense? You can imagine an in-Cosmere magic system that is very similar to Allomancy, where each of the metals do a different thing than they do in Allomancy. Uh, one footnote that we added to this, because uh, of my memory, during the entire time I was speaking, at the, at, so before Brandon spoke, so the, the, the first paragraph essentially that is mine, uh, Brandon was nodding. And I don't know whether he was nodding in agreement to the things that I was saying, or whether he was nodding in, okay, I hear you, under, I understand the words you're saying, you can continue speaking. So, I mean, that makes sense that like Brandon doesn't want to be too restricted, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. The, the schedule part's a little weird to me. It's weird because we have that warp about the spiritual integrity of the metals and <laughs> how yeah. the effects they have on Rosha are sort of similar or very similar to elements because of that. And so it's weird to me that we could have a system that worked similarly to elementsy, but the, the, the metals just were swapped or whatever. That is uh, an incongruent feel. Yeah, like, it, it, I, I think you'd have to design it to explicitly be not like Elemency, given what we know. Like, which is okay with what Brandon yeah. is saying, right? He's saying you can imagine on schedule the different metals would not have had to do what they do in the origin of the magic, magic system. So the way you can read that is ruin and preservation had some control over, or shards have some control over mm -hmm. how metals express themselves in their own magic. Uh, and so maybe Ruin and Preservation defaulted to whatever the spiritual integrity of the metal was, mm -hmm. and maybe Honor, Cultivation, and or Odium defaulted to, to the spiritual integrity of metals. Or maybe both of these groupings of shards 
parked it the same. Maybe both of them like overwrote specific metals. Maybe maybe that's what's going on here. Maybe what Brandon is essentially saying is, well, um, iron and steel and zinc and brass, these pulling and pushing and enhancing and suppressing properties of these metals that we see in both magic systems are inherent to the metals. Uh, and the shards didn't bother doing anything with them because they were happy with these effects. But, and this is, I'm continuing this hypothetical, Maybe on Scadrial, Rune and Preservation said, well, let's say we are going to make Duralumen have this enhancing effect on metals. But on Roshar, Honor and Cultivation said, let's make Duralumen do this thing that has nothing to do with enhancement. Like, maybe the enhancement was the spiritual, like the innate property of Duralumen, but honor and cultivation overwrote that like they have the freedom to do that should they want to and maybe this is brandon's way of saying uh i need the freedom to say in this world this metal does this thing and this other world this metal does a very different thing and maybe both of them were overwritten maybe only one of them was maybe neither of them was we've already seen some of that with how metals affect fabrials some of them are very similar and some of them just are just completely off the wall different. I, they they all like seem thematically linked in my yeah. There aren't any at least like Alamancy. Not really to Ferrochemy, at least. Yeah. Well, yeah, there, yeah, there's some wild difference between Alamancy and Ferrochemy on some metals and, and totally oh, oh, similar yeah. on others too. So you you've got a range of things to play with, even as as it's already laid out for us. Like yeah. Silver might have some effect in Fabrials, but not be one of the keys to doing something in Alamancy. Like maybe mm-hmm. preservation was like, eh, I want these metals to do things. I just feel like the Brandon's wiggle room has more to do with varying levels of intent and command and less with the metals. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like it makes sense that you need less intent and command in a magic system where the abilities are very rigidly described it's like they're more for like awakening it's very broad in what you can do so it's like intent and command are more important in allomancy it's very rigidly described so it's like your intent is like you need to intend to do the magic i need to burn this Mm -hmm. it does yeah Yeah, but it's like you're not you don't have as much influence over what effect it's like command it's like okay i'm going to soothe this specific um emotion sure but it, it's very minimal it could, it's not command. as important you could maybe sort of see it like the metal also just like if you want to bring the metals into it somehow to like describe in the framework of elementcy like the metal sort of provide a template for the command and you can just like pick okay i want to do this with the like you you don't have as much freedom in the command, so, sort of. Uh, you but yeah. in the intent would be the burning, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I was thinking of this, like walking into this question. Right. I was imagining the metals as essentially coming with their own command, mm-hmm. and your intent is your intent to burn the metal. Very similar to to how I was thinking about aeons. Right. Aeon are their own command, or they come with their own command, and the intent is just 
the intent, the will to to make that Aeon real. So the next question is by Ted Herman, who asks, so besides CNR cultivation and L, does anyone know about the new Odium? Brandon, I think that most of the shards will be, will quickly find out, will be quickly finding out if that makes sense. This is a thing that they would know pretty quickly. Hmm. So it sounds like spiritual realm mumbo jumbo to me. Like it, the, the shards just can kind of like feel like, the vibes yeah. change. Yeah. It, like, I mean, it, it does remind me of the traveler where Hoyt is like talking to Frost and is like, you've been watching. Mm. So apparently these things are visible from a distance. And I could sort of, of sort of almost see it like being when Yesrian was killed by Moash, like all the heralds felt it in some form. And like if they they already feel it, a shard is definitely going to know, okay, something happened there. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, so. it could be a connection thing, right? So mm-hmm. the other heralds felled Jezrean's death because they are all connected to the Oath Pact. They're all connected yeah. to each other. Uh, maybe all of the shards are just connected to each other because of, well, because they were where they came from. from all right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem all the way that, because like Harmony was looking for some shards and couldn't find all of them. So, like, Mm. Most notably, autonomy was hidden to him. So it's not foolproof, but maybe if it's more, but but maybe autonomy is just hiding, right? He knew there was something there to find. Yeah. Maybe if, like, let's say autonomy died, I don't want to get in the weeds as to what that means. But (laughs) let's hypothetically say that, then, like, maybe that would also create some sort of disturbance in the spiritual that could be felt. Whereas, like, Autonomy is alive, could be like, you know, dampening whatever is detectable or, or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does make me very excited for the letters. Or oh, like but five letters. SA5. I still want them to be odium letters. Tervanian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I like Mailing the, the, the other shards. That'd be <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey. I'm new in town. Hello. Help, help me out. Please. I'm very different from that idiot race. <laughs> I, I heard you don't like him very much. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Moving on oh. to another patron question. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, he, got <laughs> he asked. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he pulled an argent on this con. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the Traveler, um, Hoyt was on Yolan. He has only world topped with perpendicularities. Does Yolan have a perpendicularity? To Trent answered that Yolen has something very similar. Uh, follow-up question from Paige. Uh, okay, is it eth- associated with a shard? To Trent answered, you could call it a perpendicularity, but there is not a shard in residence on Yolen. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Makes you kind of think that uh, that, that Adonelsium as a whole left enough of an impression mm-hmm. behind just yeah, to read yeah, that's that. True that yeah. that link there so it's like some sort of of shadow of of adenalsium as a whole yeah. there's just too yeah. much investiture there even after it's been splintered into 16 that you're always going to be able to access yolan if you know how to get there which apparently not many people do true because yeah, it's hidden it reminds me of the discussion we were having before about uh like what things are called in world versus out of world and this this question comes across to me as um, when Brandon say you would call it a perpendicularity, I think he's mostly meaning 
out of world for sake of ease of talking about mm-hmm. it. The fandom would call it a perpendicularity, but in world, it is not the mechanics of a perpendicularity. Mm-hmm. Or it I, is, but sorry, that was yeah. wor- badly phrased. It is, it's just not the same. It is not the mm-hmm. same, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. Chris would call it a perpendicularity probably as well. Like if like it's a weird word, cosmic scholar. Yeah, exactly. The semantic yeah. difference, probably. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if this is one of those. I, I feel like we have a word of Brandon that says uh, that essentially any mass, sufficiently mm-hmm. large mass of investiture would puncture the realms. Yeah. That has to be so. from the same shard. So maybe what we are looking at is just like a bunch of multi-shard investiture mm. acting like a perpendicularity yeah, yeah but yeah. we wouldn't call it that because the only perpendicularities we've seen have been mono shardic perpendicularities <laughs> right mm-hmm. i i find mm-hmm. this most interesting that the extra shards that we have not seen on screen they're not on yellen there are other places yep. which i yep. think is very interesting yeah, it, it makes sense that nobody wanted to set up shop in Odium's <laughs> in Adenalzium's backyard. Yeah, well, that's kind of interesting, though. Where his mm-hmm. body is, <laughs> presumably. Yeah. So next up, questioner asked: Is Kelsier confirmed as the leader of the Ghostbloods? And Brandon says he is. There is there wasn't any question before, but now there's really no question. Yeah, he is. I can tell you that they will make an appearance in the next Wax and Wayne book. Now that the full secret is out, Glee. I'm yeah. I think that means Ghostbloods. Yeah, Ghostbloods. Okay, because he said I was thinking they, not he. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Mm. that is that's pretty cool. (laughs) Surprising is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I I did not expect him to whip out the ghost bloods in <laughs> in era two. Well, um, I don't know if they're gonna be like I don't know if we're gonna see. Oh, there's the ghost blood symbol on them. Like it could be just more like, well, we're getting more sovereign stuff, and so mm-hmm. I mean that, that's a fairly natural progression after bands. I think that we see some more sovereign influence and uh well that that's in kind of inherently ghost bloody influence in some way yeah and it makes you think that's that might be part of why he dropped that chunk of information in rhythm of war yeah. to prep us mm. for what he was planning to do uh, with the with, uh, lost metal true so that we would know we'd have enough information mm. to understand what what exactly is going on <laughs> and maybe it's just going to be like we, we, we have Eatil who is of southern descent so maybe we'll have like uh, a, a sort of maybe proto ghostbloods or some sort uh, or something like or the first group of real ghostbloods on schedule which are southerners or something like that maybe so it's not like we're not going to have Mraze show up I think no like, I that's don't think we're going to have Mraze out of the question but so, remember they wouldn't be proto yeah. ghostbloods because Eros 2 yeah, no, but like not, yeah. not, not proto ghostbloods like the, the first ghostbloods of some sort like uh, of a longer lineage of ghostbloods because Kelsey would would have probably started Oh, uh, okay. I see. In, what you mean. in Southern Schedule, the, the origin. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for Lost Metal. Very maybe, excited. maybe that's, maybe that's what Brandon was, was. Well, maybe that was Brandon, Peter, and Karen. Yeah, were referring to when, <laughs> when they were saying that mm-hmm. that we would be excited for this book. Quite possibly. Well, and we're also gonna know more about Trell. Yep. Drop that too. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, like any ghost blood stuff that does turn up, though, is still going to be minor enough that 
it's sort of a it's an Easter egg going backwards from Skadrio to Rosha, whereas mostly we've seen them going the other way. Uh, maybe <laughs> I I don't fully know if that's going to be the case though, because like for an author that uh, he's saying that he doesn't want to create like quite cross universe enough yet mm-hmm. so that people have to read other things, he's really towing that line. <laughs> And, yeah, he is. And, like, I, I personally th- thought he crossed that line in Rhythm of War, but just, like, what are we even going to get in Lost Battle? I'm like, I'm not sure if you could keep saying you're not doing this, Brandon. Yeah, <laughs> like, would- if you've got Ghostbloods in, in Lost Metal, like, particularly if, like, I, the name Vatica comes up, or, like, there's <laughs> an, or, like, you need to understand the ghost bloods from Rosha to understand what the hell is going on in Lost Metal. Like you can't just keep saying that these are separate still, Brandon. Yeah. I was thinking about this uh actually just yesterday as I was thinking about the episode that we were gonna record. And I think Brandon can still give us ghost bloods in the Lost Metal and and name drop them as Ghost Bloods and Kelsier slash Thidakar as their leader. And as long as what they are doing, as long as their motivations and agenda are framed through the eyes of Wax and Wayne and Steris and Mercy and maybe Milan, I think that's okay. Like, I, I'm imagining, okay, if I've never read Stormlight and I'm introduced to these people who call themselves ghost bloods and I'm like, oh, that's really clever because Kelsier, he's a ghost and bloods and okay. <laughs> I don't need to know all of the things that they do on Roshar, or I hope I don't need to know yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. And so if Brandon can frame that in like their Skadrian agenda, then I think that's okay. Uh, it, it's a little bit like uh, the Sion in a box, uh, Paleo in a box, <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. as you yeah. will, um, in Rhythm of War. You don't need to have read Elantris to be able to follow what's happening yeah, there. You right. won't know what it's a, you won't know it's a Sion and you won't know much beyond it can communicate with things but is also alive question mark. Mm. So it would probably be like that level of things. Mm. But but yeah the Easter eggs are definitely uh not hidden away uh, <laughs> anymore. No. It's like no, they're not. what excites me about this is our interview with Brandon, where he did compare the Ghost Bloods to tour books <laughs> and about how uh, he, he made a point of saying, like, when the person who is in charge is around, mm. he can control, he can make sure it doesn't become a toxic work environment. <laughs> that, <laughs> which is so, it's on, so Ghost Bloods are like villainous quote-unquote, on Roshar, because Kelsier doesn't have the direct day-to-day interaction with them. So I'm interested to see what the dynamic on Skadriel is, because Kelsier can have a more active, moderating role, Mm. which is weird to think about in terms of Kelsier, (laughs) but... No, 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 only kill the nobles, okay? Just, just The voice of reason and sanity. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting to think of them in, in like in their home turf, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. In in the HQ. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. Uh I I, I don't know if they're gonna be called ghost ones, though. Like they, they might not even be called that necessarily on Skadriel. 
Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Brandon's just like, yeah, I'm just going to call him the yeah. ghost buds and I'm just going to say it out loud. They're like, okay. I kind of want to go back to that Bands of Morning um, temple scene, like where they have the symbols. If any of them could be interpreted as the ghost blood symbol. Uh, in but rereading, it didn't so. seem like it, I will say. Yeah, no. No. Just some more questions. Yeah. So we have a bunch of uh, lobs from King's Daughter 613. Uh, and she asks, uh, I wanted to know if any of the non-returned cognitive shadows have had children. And Brandon says, yes. Neat. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so this next one is also from Kingsutter 613 Who's very nice. When Warbreaker, a.k.a. Vasher, has the priest's <laughs> daughter manipulate her breath, it doesn't appear to be permanently damaged afterwards. Like, Vivenna notes it flickers, but it seems to go back to what it was before. And Hoyd loses some when Odium does something very, very similar. Why is that? Brandon. Yes, Odium was being more invasive and more destructive and is less practiced at what was happening. Hmm. Interesting. We, mm-hmm. we previously had comments that uh, Odium excised the breath. Yeah. It, it, it makes sense a shard could easily brute force it whereas like magic users would have to find the because they just have less power to throw around right so they they have the to have a much only... difference between using a surgeon's scalpel <laughs> and a butter yeah. knife well not not only that but vasher didn't actually do anything he taught the girl mm-hmm. yeah what she was supposed to do and so mm-hmm. it's way less invasive that way like she essentially I imagine, I imagine what happened there was she locked her memories in her breath and her breath like changed shapes. So the memories were no longer accessible, essentially. And Odium was like, nope, this is mine. Yeah. Nice. All right. Argent, let's go. (laughs) Oh, this is, this is a chonker. This is a chonker. We we, we also need to read this out. This this one. I love this one. Oh, listeners, Mm -hmm. you you are in for a treat today. So Mm, much of the voice. This is almost like a sequel to uh, our Hemalurgy Table podcast, where we're like, (laughs) what does this even mean? Oh, baby. So, uh, next piece comes once again from Page Runner, who Uh has had many excellent questions at this event. Who asks the Hemalurgy Table? He wrote down. ATM steals any power. Larassium is all abilities. Nicrosil is investiture. So that's the things that they, those spikes steal. What is the difference between those? Hemallergic ATM, Larassium, and Nicrosil. What's powers, abilities, and investiture? Brandon <laughs> People are invested in ways that do not give them active powers. So, for instance, everyone on Nalthus is invested. Everyone in the Cosmere is, really. You want to steal their investiture, but they don't have a power. You are still ripping off a piece of their soul. So there's a distinction between the actual investiture that is in human beings and a specific power they have. So that distinction is pretty easy. You can also, with hemallergy, steal specific things. You can steal just general investiture. You can steal if you want. Uh, this is where the conjure blessings come from. You can instead steal specific things that are not stealing allomancy. Uh, stealing, for instance, someone's mental acuity. Uh, Page Runner follows up with, so abilities is like 
the half that's all strength, speed, and all that kind of stuff, these are abilities versus the metallic arts are all powers. Yes, says Brandon. Then investiture, is that off-world magics? No, no. It's raw power. Nicroso is their soul? Nicroso steals their soul, says Patroner. Uh, yes, a piece of their soul, essentially. So how would you go about stealing an off-world power? Asks Paige, and Brandon says, it's going to depend. A breath you would steal with Nicrosil. It's general investiture. It's what you are probably going to call that. You could forcibly remove someone's breath from them. The ability to be a Sandmaster, you would steal with the power ability. This makes perfect sense to me. I, I know Page Runner yeah. said he was very confused, but yeah, I, he, he I, was confused because like... he was in the middle of of like listening to all of that. Um, yeah, so, but the way yeah. I read all of this is ATM steals, ATM steals any power. ATM steals any magical power. Like it can steal elementic, any elementic ability, any ferrochemical ability, any off-world magical ability. Right. So I assume you would use ATM to steal. I was gonna say in the hell bond, but I don't know. Yeah, about the that. spreadness. Like, uh, I mean, the spread still has to consent, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like yeah. something yeah. like that, though. Yeah, you um, could steal it, and then the spread could just say, say yeah. no and break but the bond. I I, I don't want to get into a hell bond because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not an ability. That's more innate because it's a merging of spirit. Mm. So I don't want to go there, but like. <laughs> In the Star Wars universe, you could steal somebody's ability to use the Force. Sure. For example, <laughs> I think that would be ATM. Mm -hmm. And then Lerasium is any ability. And the way Brandon talks about it, uh, I get the feeling that ability is like attributes. Yeah, I was going to use the word yeah, attributes. That's the word I would use. Yeah. Strength, speed, mental mm -hmm. acuity, things like that. Even spiritual attributes, yep. maybe. I don't know. Basic character Destiny, sheet maybe. stats. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then Nicrosil is kind of innate investiture, right? You are, you're just mm -hmm. going into the soul and you're stealing somebody's, well, breath is the example that Brandon gives. Uh, but maybe you can also steal things like somebody's empathy. Good example. Nicrosil? No, 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 no. See, the no. way I'm looking at it is more like, and, and maybe some of y'all are going to disagree with this, but say you're an Alamancer. Mm -hmm. And you take a Nicrosil spike and you stab another Alamancer and then you shove that spike into yourself. It makes you a stronger Alamancer. That, that's kind of what I'm the yeah. way I'm looking at the potential for Nicrosil spikes. Yeah, it, it's, it, it steals raw power, your like raw connection to the shards. Like it, it could probably, if you're a whole stab a radiant. Holding Stormlight, you could probably steal the Stormlight. Yeah, yeah, it totally it's a terrible yeah. use of a spike, but yeah. it's, totally it's not. Though. It's just raw, raw power. It's not and, a specific and, thing. Yeah, general and, stuff. In, in my example, if you know, say you are a coin shot and you're stealing power from a, a smoker, it's still going to make your own native power more stronger because you're just stealing the power potential you're not mm -hmm. stealing the specific ability 
So you're still making yourself a stronger, you're giving yourself Mm -hmm. more investiture so you are a stronger Allomancer, but it has absolutely nothing to do with what the person you stole from can do. Mm Mm-hmm. I, and I and this could be debated till the cows come home. But but, but also <laughs> the empathy yeah. I would say would be definitely a moral axiom yeah. thing. Okay, yeah. let's yeah. let's that, scratch the empathy attribute. example because yeah. I I didn't like it even as as I was okay. as okay. I was saying it. Yeah. Uh, but stealing <laughs> breath, stealing stormlight, these are exactly Nyxus's yeah. yeah. realm. Yeah, exactly. I I do find I do really like this law because it clears up a lot. Mm-hmm. It does slightly nerf atium from what we initially thought it did because originally we thought atium just steals everything Mm. like anything that you can use another spike for you can also use atium Mm, this restricts it just to magical abilities still pretty good though which is interesting yeah yeah but this still didn't quite clear up to me it's like um because uh, that might just be like an author thing or writing thing that because uh, but on the chart we have for atium any ability uh, any power or whatever it was mm-hmm. <laughs> and for lorizum all abilities yep so yeah i don't know does lorizum steal multiple things at once like it just takes away everything you have and so. it's like that that could be like a yep. that would be the next interesting question about those um, i feel mm-hmm. so i had a conversation with Paige about this and the way i think of it is ATM, so because ATM is so powerful, right? You can steal any magical ability, and those are very powerful things. You can only get one at a time. Mm-hmm. But with Lerassium, because you're stealing, you know, more subdued attributes, right? You are, you're getting a boost to your strength, speed, mental speed, whatever. You take all of that from a person. And, and when you spike yourself, you either get to choose which one you uh, 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 you you get right so you've stolen everything but you can only have one active at a time or what i believe is you just steal everything right uh gaining the strength of another person and the speed of another person is nowhere near as powerful as getting the ability to do sand mastery and so what you've stolen is you are permanently more powerful than somebody without a spike but you are not as powerful as somebody with an ATM spike when they are making use of that ATM spike mm-hmm. because that's a, such a, a flashy display of power. Yeah. Sure. That said, still stupid. Just ingest the Laracium. Much better use of the metal. Let's <laughs> yeah. be honest. Why would you ever do this? Um, who discovered this? I don't know. Anyway, that all makes sense to me. It's just the any versus all that is a little weird. Yep. Could, could easily be like the spike the Larry Sim Spake is charged with all these things, but in the right bind point, you only get one of them. Maybe, I don't know. Yep. Like, who knows? Could be that. I yeah. doubt we will ever see this, um, <laughs> yeah, to, to be honest. That I actually do like because it is in, it preserves more of what you stole. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hey, like, hey, I like it. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Let's go with that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> The next question is uh, was my question for Brandon, and what I've always wanted to know is: in Era One, there are the Inquisitors. They have jars full of blood that they put spikes in to stop the decay. The thing is, when you take blood out of a human body, it goes from being all liquidy to being all clumpy because it clots because that's 
what happens when you stop it moving and expose it to air. And I just wasn't sure if you could just store spikes in clotted blood and that would work or if it had to be fresh blood. And in that case, how in the world does Era 1 Skadriel have anticoagulants? Like, they don't have refrigeration. <laughs> this makes no sense. They can't keep it liquid. So I'm very glad to say that Brandon said, yes, you can use clotted blood. Oh, great. And stopped me having uh, aneurysm in front of him in Jordan <laughs> Con, because, you know, that would have been lots of fun. Um and uh, I, we kind of continued the conversation and he said that you can also put it in a piece of meat because basically you just need to trick the, uh, the hemologic spike into thinking it's in a body. And it's a bit dumb, apparently, if it thinks clotted blood is regular blood. But, but Brian said that's okay. Uh, and... <laughs> this led to what is now my favorite Bandicoot quote that I really need him to put in a book so I can put it on the copper mind because I don't think the keepers will let me just put a wob quote as Probably the top not. quote on the hemology page. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, but um, what he said was, yes, you're just tricking the stupid piece of metal. <laughs> that has a little bit of extra investiture and has become slightly self-aware and so it keeps its charge. <laughs> Modern day, they have better ways of doing this uh, that they have started using. Because clearly, yes! <laughs> if you, This is a very inefficient way and I don't know how you're getting enough blood in those jars to begin with, or I kind of do because they're inquisitors. Well, but, yeah, that's, that's the easy part yeah, for inquisitors. I'm <laughs> What what it what a day they have moved past are uh, just having jars of blood around because yeah. not everyone lives in a cult and an, in an occult novel. <laughs> you can put I, a I like steak, the Eric but I'm very pleased. You can put a too, steak haven't said. in the steak. Easy. Yeah. Problem solved. Heme allergic decay done. <laughs> Easy. You've been very proud of the steak. I oh. am. I am. I was very proud he, of that. As well, joke. he should be. Yeah. I'm glad. Thank you, Rosemary. Uh, <laughs> cool. Well, this makes a lot of sense. Uh, I know you have wanted to ask this for uh, the in the entirety of our relationship, I think, basically. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, so. I remember ranting to you one day yeah. uh, when, when I was at work, and I can't remember why I ended up on it, but yeah, like, yeah I spent like 20 minutes of my an hour lunch break talking to Eric where I was just going on about this. Yeah. It's like you study this stuff or something, hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who would have thought? Mm -hmm. So we have another question from Kingstarter 613, which was, uh, was Kelsia directly involved in causing the showdown with Bloody Ten that ended up with, Le uh, with Lassie dying? <laughs> uh, to which Brenda answered that, no, um, as I've written it right now, no, indirectly involved, possibly, but this is not an outcome he wanted. It is not something he in influenced and not something I would even say that he was aware was happening. I haven't written Secret History 2, so that's possible that, but I don't have a plan for him to be involved right now. So it's nice to know that Secret History might, or 
is probably coming because he says he hasn't written it yet not if he ever writes oh, it oh that so. is true he has mentioned this mm, before yeah. but yeah I, we might be splitting hairs on on that wording right yeah, there absolutely yeah. this is signing line yeah, like true. this is all all off the cuff uh yeah yeah but what i yeah find more interesting is that to me this implies that secret history 2 if that ever becomes a thing is still going to be Kelsier's secret history. That's true. Yeah, it does kind of sound like that, yeah. There have been ideas in the fandom uh, that secret history 2 might be Marsh's time between the Katasendra or and mm-hmm. and, and Era mm-hmm. 2, essentially. I mean, we could have dual point of view, too. Yeah, totally could. Yeah. But yeah. at least Kelsier would be involved, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So good to know that it's just Harmony screwing with things and not Kelsier this time, for once. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is one line, mm-hmm. but this is not an outcome he wanted that could be interpreted two different ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One where it's just like he didn't plan for this to happen or he doesn't like how this happened. Yeah. And I, I, mean, I think it's more likely the former, but it's yeah. be, it would be interesting if it's the latter. Because mm-hmm. it's like, what about this doesn't he like? Does he not want Sazed to have a champion? <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. I wonder how much of it is tied in with Sazed and Wax being Sazed's champion and just the the series of events that led Wax to where he is, like do very much revolve around the, the stuff with Bloody Tan and mm-hmm. yeah. I, I could see Kelsia being displeased uh, that, that, I can see. that Wax exists in terms of how he interacts with Harmony. Mm-hmm. That is very possible. Mm-hmm. Kelsia is a very interesting position where he is playing on a very big stage with very big players. And <laughs> he is he's nothing to scoff at, but also he's no shard. He's not a shard. All right. And it's my turn. All right, so yet another wob from King's Daughter, who mm-hmm. has apparently competing with Page Runner for most Pretty wobs. Much. Pretty much. <laughs> King's Daughter, if a cognitive shadow or a splinter gained connection to the physical realm, could they just transition through a perpendicularity to manifest a physical form, or is something else required? And Brandon says something else would be required because you're, but that would take you a long way. It's going to depend on the situation, right? And she says, because Aishar was doing something where, like, he was connecting Spren. And Brandon says, yes, Aishar was doing something. And so, for instance, Spren are going to be played a little differently than a cognitive shadow would be played. Like, cognitive shadows, that's just not going to be enough. But Spren is much closer. This has to do with how much investiture is involved and how they're connected Mm. and things like this. But it's not quite enough in most cases. And she says, so Aishar is doing something in addition to just connecting the spren to the physical realm. And Brandon says, yes, he was indeed doing something more. That's interesting. So yes. like spren are like pure investiture. So that makes sense that like, because I guess you, what Ishar has to do, right, is essentially have that investiture manifest a body, essentially, right, in the physical. Yes. So you kind of need a high level of power. That yeah, and he in a way. That makes sense. He's definitely doing connection shenanigans. That, that's at least some there. Other yeah. piece in there, mm. and, and we know he definitely has the tools at his disposal to do the connection shenanigans. Given that he can just go, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to steal your Nahel band. He, he can do that. Yeah. Mm. But. Um, but there's something else there, which is 
it probably took him a while to figure out how, which is why he's doing it now. And probably. it wasn't, you know, doing it centuries ago. Mm-hmm. He, he's up to something. It's up to something. Something very Ooh. creepy. So one thing that I find interesting is that, so Spren have the ability to manifest in the physical realm when they're bonded to a night radiant, as long as they're manifesting as a weapon. And that appears to be a strongly connection thing, right? So Sure, yeah. Uh, a spren bonds with the Radiant, and as their connection grows stronger, the spren eventually gains the ability to show up in the physical realm, as long as the spren is a piece of metal. And so I wonder if Ishar would be able to pull a spren through and manifest that spren as, let's say, a shard blade, like forcibly. Um, which is obviously not what he's interested in. Like he, want, he wants those brand to have a body that can last for a long time for whatever reason. But I wonder if just with the power of connection, that is something that is within his abilities. I, probably. Yeah, I, th- I, th- probably. I, think, I think yes. And, and that's a good thing to remind me of, of just the, the amount of investiture that Sprint are. And the answer is a lot, because they manifest <laughs> into sharp lights. Yeah, we have like fabrials that are radiant spread that are manifested as metal in the mm-hmm. cognitive and uh, the physical realm without a radiant bond presumably like that how would there be a, a remaining bond when the radians are all dead for centuries so i feel like it probably would just be enough to connect them somehow enough to the physical realm for them to manifest as metal so yeah i wonder if it was the the bondsmiths that ended up actually creating all the fabrials. Mm-hmm. And so we are maybe, but like it, it, the soul casters were definitely tied to Amy. Amy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. they, the Amians were involved somehow. I don't expect to see a lot of those in book five, maybe mm-hmm. back up though. <laughs> Hopefully. Another interesting thing about this swap is I find that like just that spren are going to be played a little differently than cognitive shadows. So like mm. it is easier for uh, spren. So what Isha is doing only has limited usefulness to him because he will need even more than that to do whatever he wants to do, assuming he wants to do something to himself. So mm. yeah, I don't think he's doing something to himself. I don't think so. The, the more I hear about it, the less I like it. He's He has some plan with Spren, and I don't know what that means. Yeah. But that, I don't know. One last one for this episode. Jafu, who could not be here on this uh, recording, asked, and this is a thing that we have debated heavily in our Keeper chat since Oathbringer, uh, and we thought Rhythm of War would help. Did Shalon change her last name when she got married? And yet, if you're wondering if this is to rename the Coppermine article, yes, this is exactly what that is about. Brandon says, you do not change your last names if you are, Joff says, in Yakaved. Brandon, yes. So she did not change her last name. She is still Shalon Devar. And there's also some, there's some weirdness there in the line of succession stuff as well, which wouldn't be the case if she'd been from Alethkar and of a certain proper, you know. But the fact that she's not, she would keep her original name and would not be in succession for the throne. Shalon Navar, mission solved. <laughs> what about Navani? Okay, yeah, Navani was from Alethkar, though. So yeah. yes. Navani yes, is, de- from, is from their culture, and it looks to me like the rule is that, well, because Shalon is not 
Alefi, then yes. she doesn't change her last name and she doesn't go into the succession line. Yes, I understand that. Yeah. But Navani does not appear to be part of the line of succession. She is never mentioned in terms of True. succession. So Yeah, like, I don't think she's part of the line of succession. Yeah, I, I mean, don't think she is either. She, she kind of um, is the beginning of that line. Like, she was the queen. Yeah, but... Yeah. But that that's that's not how it works. If you're if you're the if you're the queen the consort fact- to a king, that doesn't put mm-hmm. you necessarily in line with the succession. I mean, yeah. I guess if there were like literally no other heirs and everyone else was dead, yeah. maybe. But, but like, it's like I, I understand that. But like, why bring it up in terms of Shalon? Because Shalon would be in the same situation. Uh- and part and, and it may have been just him trying to clarify that no, she's not in the succession, even if she wouldn't have been. But also, yeah. Navani may have muddled muddied the waters when she married Dalinar, and they're like, "Uh, you married your brother-in-law. We don't want you to be a queen because that's just well." Weird. And the political situation is weird. Yeah, uh, I've got yeah that might have disqualified. I've got a bit of a hot take. Okay, Jess. <laughs> what's your hot take? The way that it's talked about where Navani, Gavilar, and Dalinar knew each other when they were quite a bit younger kind of gave me the impression that she is a Colin by birth, just from a different branch of the family. Yeah. And the hot take is, of course, like into family marriage. Um, Well, (laughs) which to me, it makes sense that she wouldn't necessarily be in the line of succession anymore if they're trying to go through this very particular line of colons but like she she is still a colon both by marriage and by birth yeah i mean if they're second cousins sure that's yeah i think my read has been that if there are two reasons that shalon gets to keep her divar name one of them is she is not a lefi mm-hmm. and so she doesn't have to follow their traditions two even though adolin is in line of succession, Adolin is not the king. So, like, if Shalan had married King Adolin Kulin, then she would have had to become a Kulin. But because he's only a high I, prince, then that's not a that's not enforced. I think the way Brandon is going here, like, end of certain proper, you know, like that is more going about how Shalan is from a lesser house in Yakovit. And not that Adolin isn't of such a high standing. Yeah, this I think this, my read on it. The succession stuff sounds like about Veden royalty. That's that's how I read this. That's like if she was like the princess of Yakaved, then like maybe that like could change things and make things weird potentially. Like there, there's ro- absolutely room for weirdness, but in general, mm-hmm. beat and so change your last name. Uh, yeah, this, this is, is also something we're drilling down to into very <laughs> granular detail yes. that that Brandon may have gone. Probably not. Why do you even ask this question? I, I am just happy in the back of his mind. We're, we're not changing Shalon to Shalon colon on the wiki. That's fantastic. People will probably complain about spoilers if we change that anyway. So this just makes things a lot easier. Thanks, Brandon. That's great. That's, prob- <laughs> that's really all we needed was that, that, that's did all you I want to change your last name? Yes or no? <laughs> no? Okay, move on. Yep, pretty much. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> cool. So we are going to do another one of these, which will come out the following week, so not two weeks from now. So I think that'll be good mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, so you get some words of Brandon and not just taking up all of August. So, 
Uh, let's move on to who's that Cosmere character. This character is from Roshar. Menace. Tien. Tom. Braze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for who's that Cosmere character. Call. All right. Welcome. To who's that cosmic character? The game show where you send in five clues and a character to WTCC at 17shard.com. Uh, and these panelists have a chance to guess who's that cosmic character. All right. So this first one is sent by Oliver Newcomb, which is recognized that name. Yeah. Uh, and clue one the character has multiple sons. Dalinar. Not Dalinar. Hasina. Who? Hasina. Oh, not Hasina, no. General Khal. It's not General Khal. He's got a lot. That's true. That was going to be my second guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. What? Um, um, oh, uh, let's see. Character has multiple sons. Liren. It's not Liren. <laughs> oh, All great. right. Let's go through all the spouses. Yeah, uh, Dalinar's wife, Eve, <laughs> Evie, Evie, yes. Uh, no, it's not Evie. Clue two! Evie. This character uses an arcane art. King Iodon. It's not King Iodon. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't know if we would count the Mad Prince as... Yeah, I don't think he can think about him, though. Yeah is an arcane art well uses an arcane art yes but what defines an arcane art mm -hmm. in in a mm, world a full of magic it's not straff uh no. i would say nothing that I, I mean I, I find that clue a little vague uh okay so would fabrius count like using fabrius uh, in general I would say no. I I, I would say okay. this person uses a magic system. Okay. Like an invested yeah. art, I, I assume is what uh, they, they meant. Mm -hmm. Was it multiple sons? Multiple sons. Two sons. Multiple sons. Multiple. It's multiple. Two or more. I'm going to go with Tindwill because I, she had children. How many sons? I don't know, but... Pro probably multiple yeah. sons, but it's not yeah. Tindwill. Yeah. yeah. Like I guess, though. I think it's safe to say. She had multiple sons. Mm -hmm. Or she had a whole lot of daughters because yeah. she had a whole yeah. lot of yeah. kids. Yeah. I'm going to take the same, the same route right there and go um, spook. It's not spook. That's true. It's true. That is. Also makes sense. Uh, take a stab in the dark and say Rasha, even though we don't know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not Period. Rasha. It's not Rasha. I'm sure that's not correct. Play, playing to the host, I see. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes, because these are totally things I made. Clue three, this character dies in combat. Oh, great. Are you sure it's not Tindwell? <laughs> I am sure it's not Tindwell, yes. I don't remember... So she had multiple children. I don't remember if they were, if there were multiple sons involved in that. But I'm gonna guess, Karate. No, one of the, no, it's, yeah, okay. it's not her. She had one daughter. <laughs> okay, I, 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 she was a mother. I remember that. Yep. Mm -hmm. They they went and stole some food, and they she did. was like, "Oh, that is true." My kid. Oh, I, oh God, I don't. Oh. Know. Crap, what's his name? 
Uh, oh, I can't. Uh, it, is Kenton's it Praxton? father? Kenton's father. Uh, <laughs> it is Ian Praxton. Did. It is Praxton. And Ian, uh, I think he's stealthed in there. Uh, it mm. is Lord Lord Praxton, the Lord Mastral. The, the other clues <laughs> were this character was a member of a government. And clue five yes. was mm-hmm. this character yep. was betrayed. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't feel so bad now about having like absolutely no ability to think of a character name because <laughs> yeah, I never would have gotten anything that I said. Yes, it was me. Yeah, I think it hit Ian and I about the same time, uh-huh. but I haven't read the prose version of White Sand, so mm. I don't know that I ever really knew the dude's name. Ah. I just know, oh, he's Kenton's dad. Oh yeah, I and mean, yeah, it's yeah, maybe yeah. mentioned in there once or twice, but I'm. If, I'm if you said Kenton's hard. dad before Ian, I would yeah. get that, 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 yeah. you're, you're the winner. But Ian, because I'm sitting there faster. going, oh, what's his name? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm gonna consider it a spiritual tie. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, in the spiritual realm, all times are one, so everyone won at the same time. You can you can take the consolation prize of knowing that you had the guess, even though Ian spoke first. Yep. All right, the second one is sent in by Madeline Riney Wiki. I'm sorry, Madeline. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. Clue one, this character is rude. Kenton. It's not Kenton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as Dalinar. It's not Naz. It's not Dalinar. Wayne. It is Wayne! Yay! <laughs> I didn't want to guess Wayne. <laughs> Wayne wow. popped in as my second nice. guess. So. Nice. Clue two, nice. this character makes snarky comments. Clue three, this mm-hmm. character loves to drink beer, wine, whiskey, etc. Clue four, this character can heal themselves. Slash, this character has recovered from many severe injuries. And clue five, this character is not Rosharan. Um, <laughs> cool. Yeah, I think we went with... There's no way we wouldn't have gotten all gotten it before five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think y'all yeah. would. Yeah, definitely. The I'm, the healing thing. I was, think we would have gotten to four at the very least, yeah. and then all be shocked. Yeah, I feel like clue another. five should have been clue one just to keep us flailing for a hot minute. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you got to put it not yeah. That's right. No, I I, I think and, these were fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. To, I, I I think it's. Oh, fine. Yeah, no, it's good. good to keep with white. I say that as a person who got it. Yeah, yeah. This is great. It's great. Um, cool. Well, way to keep up the pace on the episode. Our next one is going to be from our priority queue, which you can go to if you are one of our heralds on Patreon. Uh, I promise you will not be tortured by spirits of praise in relation with this. Probably. <laughs> maybe. So not not in relation to this, at least. No. Not in relation to this. Yep. I can't speak for your other oaths, but, you know, <laughs> not this one. And this one is sent in by our herald, Greyhive. Uh, and this one oh it's phrased like this so clue one I hold a spren bond Hoid it's not Hoid Dalinar it's not Dalinar I'm going to kind of throw away my guess and say Ishar because he does <laughs> get a grip on <laughs> I was just Dalinar's thinking that yeah. Yeah. Name. Uh, it's not Same. Ishar though okay yeah, I guess cheer cheer. It's not cheer cheer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I will approach this from the other direction and say ivory. It's not ivory. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Does he have a friend bond or does he have a human bond? 
What is a sprint, Bondi? <laughs> good question. Is good it a sprint bond or is it in the hell bond? I don't know. I was I was thinking with the the Ishar because that popped to my mind as well. But I I went the more gruesome route of well he's he's like pulling them into the physical and that's like something with the spren bond so yeah. he has a spren bond just not in the traditional sense that we're mostly yeah. thinking yeah 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 clear two i have a gem heart reluna the it island is reluna oh <laughs> sure yeah uh so reluna is one of the taina in the reshi scene <laughs> i i very quickly went through it was like what other creatures with gem hearts have names? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It's <laughs> Cherry, Cherry, and Wiluda. That's true. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Oh, and and my new listeners could be Venley or Ryan. Oh, that's true. No, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, I'm glad you went down the right path on that. Uh, one. <laughs> and and yeah. I forgot that horses are horses. Clue three is I am worshipped as a god. I've been visited by Axes the Collector, and I live in the Reshi Sea. Nice. Nice. Good one. Nice. Yeah. Good job, Greyhive. Great. All right. So you can find us on 17shard.com for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. Uh, you can discuss these words of Brandon on our uh, forums or Discord, whatever you want. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud. Uh, you can subscribe on YouTube. I don't know what we can put in the comments. It's just, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, Put in the comments below if you think God Metal's changing names is stupid. <laughs> there you go, perfect. Uh, how what how be... how freaked out are you that town didn't break? How how earth shattering did yeah. do you feel? What is your stance on the LFE line of succession? <laughs> Great, perfect. I'm sure they have such strong opinions. I'll cool. be happy with me about stupid bits of metal. Oh yes, metal. <laughs> that's true. So got lots of options. Just... Jess, whose current Discord nickname is Lady Stupid Bit of Metal Spike. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. I'm so pleased. I'm just so pleased. <laughs> yep. And you can leave us a review on iTunes and you can support us on Patreon. And so we will see you next week for more Bobs. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Call.